Welcome to another episode of Pitland Parlay. I am your host, Mike Chokum. Frenchie is here. The dogs are in our respective backgrounds, and we are ready to go. First up, a little reminder, we have been super fortunate enough to be named a finalist in the sports podcast group, Motorsports Podcast of the Year category for 2022. We have been nominated before, but you know, this is the first year we made the finals, so really cool. We're up against ironically all other F1, the all, everything else is like an F1 podcast. So go vote for us. You need to create an account to vote. The link's on our tweet. I will pin the tweet on the PLP Twitter when Frenchie starts talking here in a minute. And it's on the Facebook group too. If you are so inclined to use that garbage social media website and that's all i have so uh, we're gonna start with news and then we'll get to a quick preview of the missile launch grand prix and frenchie it's all you <laughs> that is definitely my new favorite name for it i love that <laughs> that's like kind of i mean that fits our twisted sense of humor like it's not really something to joke about but we'll, we'll get to the reason why that's relevant um, and I'm sorry if you hear my little dog howling slash barking in the background because I guess maybe this time of day is when the mail is delivered and he mm. he sees the mail guy through the back door and it's like wants to play or something. In in a shock to, to probably not you, Daniel is completely passed out on my bed right now. Whoa. That's like his personality seems like mostly Oh my god! Do you hear? Do you hear him in the background? No, I don't. Okay, good. And I'm glad because he's he. I like want to go yell at him to be quiet. But <laughs> let's start with the smaller pieces of news first, and build up to just this weekend, and then we can do predictions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The first thing is, I initially brushed this headline off as okay, whatever. Um, but Jerome D'Ambrosio, who was formerly a Formula E driver. And then I think he was like the, what, what was it? The team principal, I want to say, or something. Yeah, team management role of Venturi, the Formula E team, which sure. changed to Maserati this season. Anyway, he he also drove an F1, I think for Virgin, like Marussia. Yeah, 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 not for, yeah not for very long and right. I don't think he had that much success obviously in that kind of equipment but he's now going to be the development no driver development director say that three times fast for Mercedes a role that was previously held by James Valls who moved over to Williams so this is the guy who's going to be scouting the drivers in the pipeline for Mercedes and developing them which I think that's kind of relevant I mean Obviously, these driver programs are a way that a lot of people get up to Formula One if they get that close, or at least they develop people who end up going to like IndyCar or WEC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. That's cool. I don't have yeah. much of an opinion on that one, but that's, that's cool. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it's just kind of interesting that he, he is a former driver do it i don't know if it's usually a former driver who is the driver development right. director at teams but i mean it just kind of seems like a good good idea to be a talent spotter 
the next thing I will touch on is that um, basically all this stuff swirling around Lewis Hamilton and if he's going to leave Mercedes because he said last week that they didn't listen to him on the car design and he seemed frustrated by that. His quote now is, I will win again. It's just going to take some time. Of course, in 2021, when we were here, we were hoping to be fighting for another world championship. You never know what's up ahead. There will be things that happen in all of our lives that we least expect, but it's not how you fall. It's how you get up. It's how you deal with it. It's how you show up, which that sounds like a very standard Lewis Hamilton, like canned inspirational quote, not to make fun of him, but he just seems to be full of like that kind of, yeah, I don't even know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And he said, it's how you continue to remain positive and tackle the issues you're faced with. And that's where my energy is going. And that's why every single person in the team is focused on that's what every single person in the team is focused on so it sounds like he's committed to mercedes at least for now i don't really know where else he would go right unless he's going to go to red bull and that would never yeah. happen so it's pretty much seems like mercedes are bust right now what do you think yeah yeah probably i i mean he's not going anywhere else if he's not in mercedes he's retiring or you know going to some other <laughs> random racing series like extreme e or something like that so i he's not going anywhere else in in uh yeah in formula one i don't i don't see it at this point in his career no i don't think so either because imagine the amount of money that it would take to pull him i mean he's in the yeah. last year of his mercedes contract but he's not i mean uh, his contracts are worth a lot of money and i don't think there are many teams who can afford him and definitely no team really that's in a better place than Mercedes other than Red Bull, which is, like we said, never happening. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so rolling off of that and the kind of, I mean, I added to this speculation with my blog post about Lando Norris should be worried about McLaren. Right. Yep. Here's what he came out with, and he seems kind of frustrated with all the stuff that is coming out about him and where he might go. When someone asked him the question about what's the situation is like at McLaren, he said, everyone makes it sound a lot worse than it is. Calling it a crisis, it's far from that at all, and it's nothing close to it, which that's just repeating the same thing twice. But he says, it was made very clear early on that we're far from where we want to be from McLaren's expectations and who we are as a team. We're far from where we want to be, but we have a very clear plan. And then he said about the rumors for him, I guess I'm at a point where the rumors don't affect me in any way. I'm fine with it to an extent, apart from when it's just complete BS that people try and come up with and completely fake stories that people make up. So I mean, that doesn't really address anything. No, I, I kind of get it. Like, you know, it's it's probably exhausting. He's also like frustrated because it's probably, you know, most of what's being said is accurate. But it's also sucks. So you kind of lash out to defend your team and defend your position because what else are you going to do? Say like, oh, we're we're garbage. Like he's too young to like be in a you know quote unquote power position like that. So he's unfortunately, you know, he's got to he's got to play that line. And I, yeah, I get it. It's exhausting. If I were him, this is exactly what I would still be saying, whether or not I was leaving the team. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if I'm looking in the background, I'm not telling anyone. So if I were him, like I think I said in my blog, I don't expect this to happen necessarily, but I expect him to be making moves in the background 
maybe not violating a contract or leaving a contract early, but if you're not seeing the progress that you want and you're trying to position yourself, you get started as early as you can. Yeah, fair. And I don't, who manages him? Do you know? Um, I don't. You don't know that off the top of your head? No, I'm sorry. I I don't concern myself with anything about that stupid little twerp that he does. Oof. That was that mean. Uh, no, it's okay. I don't know who his manager is, but I guess I just realized that you forgot trivia. Do we have it at all, or is it just another week without it because no one sent it in? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could have thought of it, but I went to the gym for so long today that like my brain hurts right now so i don't even feel like looking for trivia are you training with that guy who trains f1 drivers again yeah i was training with uh, jerome d'ambrosio's uh cousin actually yeah yeah his cousin nice so he he's a cousin of someone who was unsuccessful in formula one Correct. Yes. Those are usually nice. the best trainers and coaches and whatnot. Okay. You know, for so many reasons. What I didn't realize he lives in the, the greater Philadelphia. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Area. He, he trains at a gym right around the corner from where Not I Not Monaco up. or something. No, no. He said, you know, Monaco is too bougie for me. I want to live in the boonies outside of Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia is the Monaco of Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is so not true for so many reasons, but also where would so be the fun. Monaco of Pennsylvania? You'd probably need like one of those like rich suburbs, like near like the King of Prussia Mall or something that's okay. you know, where every house is like two million dollars or you know something along those lines. So Swarthmore or something. Yeah, somewhere around there. Okay. And wherever Chip Ganassi lives, that's Pittsburgh. That's I know, the, but that's that like I, that doesn't count. That's the side of the state that like we could give to Ohio and nobody would care about. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, that's how West Virginia was until Virginia literally gave it away as another state. Yeah, right. That's what I want Pennsylvania to do. Yeah. I mean, and like, maybe they should. Yeah. But let's continue on the news because nobody wants to listen to us talk about this. Yeah, true. Especially for our international listeners who probably really don't care. Yeah. They don't even know what Pennsylvania is. They probably do. I, I don't think anyone who listens to this podcast <laughs> is that ignorant, but... Okay, so let's get into Saudi Arabia. Uh, I don't think there's much else in the news unless you know of anything that I might have missed. I had to do some digging to even find those little nuggets. No, um, I guess this is my early season reminder to check your grid rival lineup while you can. I think you have every weekend until Saturday. It's either right before or right after FP3. So I think, yeah. It's around that that time frame. So just just set it. If you don't, you only you only get reminders through like the first quarter of the season, then then you're on your own. Okay, so just getting into Saudi Arabia weekend. I've, I'm sure everyone has probably already seen this listening to the podcast, but we're recording on Thursday, so it's still relevant is that Max Verstappen is arriving late to the track uh, because have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. 
There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Right on. His yeah, Saudi Arabian lungs. travel plans. Yeah, because he was, I was going to say something else, but I won't be graphic <laughs> for our listeners. He, he had a, what he called a stomach bug which I didn't know robots could get that. So it's very interesting that he somehow contracted that, but hopefully he won't be vomiting in his helmet. Reminds me of that time that <laughs> Mark Weber had to go through a race doing that. And I'm pretty sure if you want to find it, it's on YouTube. You don't see anything. You just yeah, hear his radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's, it's good. It's horrendous. Uh, yeah. I mean, I good find inter- that humor funny. In an entertaining way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's, goaded for doing that for driving through vomiting i don't i can't imagine yep. yep even driving a regular car while doing that uh no remember uh, remember the story about the time i tried to do that and where i ended up on the side yeah, of I the think road so. yeah <laughs> well now that we've grossed out all of our listeners and nobody's gonna vote for us now well i am bored them about uh pennsylvania Let's get to Charles Leclerc, who is going to have a grid penalty going into the second race of the season because Ferrari had to replace the energy store and the control electronics on Leclerc's engine before the season opener in Bahrain, which was, what, two weeks ago? And then he retired. But now, because he's, I guess, replacing it again, right? He's He has to get another control electronics yeah. right, or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so he's already gone through the two for the entire season so that means again at some point in the year they'll probably have to change it just because of normal wear and tear so he's going to have another race with grid penalties and at this point we can count his any championship hopes that he had before the season are effectively gone yeah so carlos Sainz is actually in a position of power right now given his what fourth or fifth place panel of fourth place yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Sure. Hey, or was it fifth? I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember. It was, he was kind of under the radar was, there. But that was too I, long hey, ago. It'll be interesting. I mean, I don't know if they're going to bring the fight to Red Bull at all, but it'll be a fascinating power dynamic to see if Carlos Sainz is in the lead championship-wise, if they treat him like they would Charles Leclerc. Probably not, because that's F1. Yeah, but that's not going to go well for Sainz. He's going to get pissed off. Oh, I agree. I agree. I'm just I'm just being realistic. Okay. So last piece of news, and then I think this will give us a little bit of a rant before we get into 
just predictions for the weekend and times. Um, obviously, Saudi Arabia, we've discussed this before on the podcast. There are many issues with F1 or basically any sporting event taking place in countries that have known human rights violations. Uh, and, you know, it's hypocritical for a lot of countries to even say, you know, we shouldn't go to countries that have uh, human rights violations when a lot of them do. It's it, But it's still drawing attention to it's a good thing. We, we've been there and talked about that. And I think if we keep harping on it, it's still good. So sorry if you guys are growing impatient of us talking about this, but there are some quotes that I think are relevant. Um, when asked about that missile strike last year, that host referenced in the intro <laughs> to the podcast, Kevin Magnuson said last year was pretty uh, special. None of us enjoyed it, but it is a different situation now. There's a different political. And then there's a ceasefire between the two parties that were involved last year. And that gives me some confidence. We go to these places and we just have to deal with it the best we can and get through, which is probably the most Kevin Magnuson reaction I could have ever imagined. Yep. Then Esteban Ocon said it was scary what happened last year. And none of us wants to ever experience something like that. But we trust everyone around us to put in it put us in a safe situation to race. And then Lance Stroll and Sergio Perez also said they trusted F1 and the race organizers to look after them and that they believed positive change was happening in Saudi Arabia. And then when asked, uh, Lewis Hamilton said that he believed, quote, the opposite of everything they, meaning Stroll and Perez said. He said he doesn't want to get into human rights or safety but he says, if I am not here, F1 will continue on without me. So what I try to do is learn as much as I can, um, basically, instead of not racing in Saudi Arabia. And I still feel that as a sport, to go places with human rights issues such as this one, the sport is duty bound to raise awareness and try to leave a political impact. I feel it needs to do more what that is. I don't have all the answers, but we really need to do more to try, try and raise awareness of the things people are struggling with. Hmm. All right. Well, where are you on this issue? I get why Sergio Perez and Lance Stroll are probably, you know, just being like, oh, you know, we have to be here, blah, blah, blah. Whether it's team pressure or sponsor pressure or some combination of both, they've probably been instructed. This is what you're going to say this weekend. Otherwise, shut up. But do I agree with it? No. Lewis is 100% right. It's like such a bad look as an organization to be going to a place where there was literally a middle missile strike what was it a mile from the track two miles from the track i don't remember if this not point. far yeah. yeah it was within five miles let's say so yeah like if there was lightning within that amount right. of the track like the helicopter wouldn't be taking off right at an indy car race so it's just i don't know i honestly like i'm not really particularly interested in in this race because it just it seems so wrong Will I watch? Yes, of course. Will I fall asleep on Sunday morning if it's boring? Because last year, I think the actual race was like not that entertaining after after that lengthy red flag when when Mick had his incident in qualifying. That was kind of the only notable thing I remember last year. Yeah. Will will Max win by, you know, 16 laps on Sunday? Probably. So it's unfortunate that like the storyline of the weekend right now is Ferrari sucks as usual, and will there be a missile strike at the track? Like, there's nothing positive to talk about going into this race other than they're going again. No, and it's, I feel bad for Lewis Hamilton in a way, because I know that his detractors 
think he's very annoying for constantly harping on these issues, but I back him on that, even though I'm not necessarily a, a huge Lewis Hamilton fan or a Max Verstappen fan for that matter. Yeah. Just to, just to be clear that I'm not like on one side or the other, but I mean, when Sebastian Vettel was in the paddock, at least he had somebody else who would kind of echo and back him up a little bit when now he's just kind of standing alone and, you know, that's must be a really unpleasant situation to be in. But kudos to him or props to him for not really being willing to back down. I mean, obviously, he didn't go into super detail and get really aggressive because he's smarter than that. But he's also just not going to keep quiet and say nothing. Yes, agreed. Okay, so, so yeah, Saudi Arabia. Um well, isn't this already on the calendar for like the next 10 years or something? Didn't Wasn't that one of them that also got signed like a, a forever long contract? I know Vegas did. And I thought that was Qatar. Like, isn't Qatar coming back for 10 years or something like that when it's back? Maybe. I don't even I don't even remember. Maybe both. Maybe that all the races are just going to be in the Middle East at some point. Yeah, <laughs> that's and that's another reason why I'm not particularly hopeful on the andretti stuff and then we're not going to talk about that is this middle eastern pull right now and i get it there's a lot of money there but okay let's move on when when are we racing this weekend okay practice one is on saint patrick's day march 17th which is friday at 9 30 a.m so very watchable time on the east coast yeah practice two is at 1 p.m okay and then saturday morning also 9 30 a.m qualifying at 1 p.m and then Sunday races at 1 p.m. So again, yeah, very watchable time, especially if you're watching the Sebring 12 hour. I think that starts at 10 something on Saturday morning. So you can have it on yeah. like the last little bit of F1 qualifying uh, while you start watching Sebring and then or sorry, a practice and then watch qualifying at some point during the yeah. middle of the race. I'm going to have multiple computers. I'm going to have my desktop behind me here my laptop, and then I'll have data going on my iPad for mainly for sports cars. But yeah, we're going to, we're going to rock and roll this weekend. I have no dates. I have nothing to do this weekend. It's all about race cars because you know, that's what you do when you're single and you live at home. Isn't that depressing? I mean, it sounds I don't, depressing. I don't find it depressing. It does sound depressing probably to anyone on the outside, but for people yeah. who like race cars as much as we do, I don't think they would bat an eye at that. When I was talking to my dad this this morning about my failed date last night, he was like, you know, he's like, do you talk about race cars a lot at your date? And I'm like, dates? I'm like, no. He's like, I, was like, I don't think any of them care. He's like, yeah, that's probably a good thing. I'm like, Thank you. Oh, I thought you were going to say that he suggested that maybe you start trying that. No, no. I mean, okay. maybe, but uh, it hasn't worked so far, so probably not. Any of our listeners know a, a nice... um eligible racing fan mm -hmm. for mike to to chat with or preferably, preferably on the east coast doesn't matter what city i'm not that picky i can move and east coast of the united states yes. to clarify not east coast of like the middle east or something like that or of africa there's no yeah. coast in the middle east it's a That's landlocked we're gonna we should we should shut up and move on very quickly <laughs> we need to make okay. pred predictions now <laughs> Yeah, actually, just go vote for us as one of the finalists instead of looking yeah. for like a match for Mike. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, that's better because I don't, I don't know what the prize is, but I want to win. All right, and so predictions. 
Yes. Okay. Let's start with who is going to have a good weekend. And I think right now we're, we are eliminating Red Bull from contention in this category. What about Aston? No, not yet. Okay. Who's going to have a good weekend? I think that what it with good is relative though. So, yeah. um, who's going to be good? I don't want to say, okay. So let's say Pierre Gasly has another good weekend. All right. I'll take boy. I'll take Alex Aldon. Good choice. Bad weekend. Um, you know, I think it's pretty easy to pick yeah. Oscar Piastri and just McLaren. Or are we not allowed to pick them? No, you could pick them. I don't. I don't think they're totally. They're not in the opposite end of Red Bull a hundred percent yet. They're okay. still like a shred of hope for McLaren. Like, I've, uh, it's it's hanging on by a thread, hope wise, right now. Okay. I will take the Haas. Haas as a team. I think they're gonna. You know. You know, now that they're you know doing business with Russian arms dealers and <laughs> yeah. whatnot, I didn't even bring that up because no, it, it's not worth bringing up. Allegedly, because, yeah, right. You know, they're going to come out and deny it and and whatever. And I really hope our pal William Story is somehow involved in that because that would just make my life. I would smile ear to ear if he was involved in arms dealing. My question is: I thought they got rid of Nikita Mazepin to cut all ties to that sort of thing. So honestly, I I saw. I saw the article when I was at the gym and I did not read it. I just saw their like the headline of their statement. So yeah. Hey, yeah. That's uh yeah. I don't right. know if it's better or worse than basically doing business with uh Middle Eastern arms dealers and like definitely not better. All, all that kind of so you know double standards F1. All right, who is our surprise Q3 person this weekend? Wow. I think it's going to have to be somebody who's going to be a surprise to get into Q3. I'm trying to picture who's going to be in Q3. And it's not easy to yeah. fill out like the bottom four or five cars. Yeah, like the six to ten range in Q3 is still not totally sussed out yeah it's not clear so i'm trying to think of someone who'd be in like ninth or tenth i'm gonna say joe guan yu okay i will take logan Sargent. nice america right. america on that note let's just wrap it there i was gonna make like a will there be a missile strike prediction and like that's just not fun no, 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 we can't because yeah. both of us would say no because we hope that there's not. Yes, correct. All right, and well. Would really hope that, yeah, I, yeah, no, yeah, no, let's, no. Let's wrap it there. Again, I'll put the link in the show notes, but go to our Twitter or ask me for it to vote for the sports podcast group, Motorsports Podcast of the Year. We're up against the likes of the race. There's There's a NASCAR podcast from Racer on there. And a few other one, uh, WTF one, I think is on there. And I thought they no longer exist. I, I mean, I think, I don't know. It's, I don't pay attention to them anyway, but you know, there's some big names on there. So I think we are like the, we're not the only independent podcast on there, but we are definitely the only independent podcast without a big team of people surrounding us. So go vote for us. 
And if you vote for me, vote for us, I will give you a hug. And damn it, no one's going to vote for it now. Yeah, nobody's going to vote for it. So, okay, <laughs> goodbye. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.